0: I already clapped, so keep it <laughs> keep it tight, keep it shut, keep it shut. <clears throat> Unless they fucked it up. Did they fuck it up? No, oh, it just looks really good. Oh, okay. All right. No, she's about to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and the powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, y'all? Tonight's brew, we got a special brew, and we got a special brew. Hi, Hi. You like that? Friend of the podcast has been on before A lifetime ago It's been a while And we're glad to have him back It's friend of the show It's I'm back Sketch and stand-up comedian Second City alumni It's our friend and yours It's Brian Andino
1: Thank you, thank you, it's good to be here Thank you Thank you. We're so
0: happy to have you back. Um, yes.
1: yes.
0: Tonight's brew is from the Sideward Brewer. Bri- uh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything right. So nervous. I need a
1: script. <laughs> you want me to do the intro for you? <clears throat> please, please. Right. So what do we got here? All right. Tonight's brew is the side. Was it Sideward Brewing Company? It's labeled Bone Eyed. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Czech Dark Lager. I'm going to turn that there for the camera to see. I don't know if we get a. Nice view of it, but it's a nice looking can. Feels nice and cold. I'm excited to drink it. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on it. Wow, it's great. Yeah. It's
0: good. That's way better than what I No problem. We got this. What's on tap for tonight? Uh, we got a, we got we got some more thoughts on the DC Studios uh, announcement from James Gunn. Uh, so we're gonna bring that back for a little bit. And uh, what else do we got?
2: We have the AMC news about. The current plan, we'll see how long that stays a plan.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: for them to start charging per uh, seat location, as you would in a, a theater. Yeah. if you will. A a a, a theater an, an, or an a, aeroplane, an, if you will. An aeroplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, all that and probably nothing else, because I'm already I'm already so angry with myself. <laughs> 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 this is episode three eighty one of the One Beer and Podcast. Oh, there you go, sir.
3: Thank you. Last <laughs> <I love laughs> <40 minutes. laughs> to be found <laughs> by someone say <laughs> <laughs> <a> <laughs>
0: Mm. Oh yeah! All right. This is the One Beer in Podcast, the podcast where two brews, sometimes three, open up a brew, see where that one brew takes us. I don't know where my fucking head is at, but I <laughs> promise you, I'll get it back together it's by right. the time this show ends. Okay. All right episode 381 Mm -hmm. and dino welcome back to the show thank you so good to see you thank
1: you you for having me guys it's it's nice to be back it's it's like like nine years since i've been with you guys yeah (laughs) it's been a long time (laughs) you gotta go you gotta go
0: back into the archives (laughs) yeah please don't please please don't (laughs) there's a lot of of filth back there yeah just wasn't you know it just could have been
1: a let's just move on let's just move on we don't have time time. uh
0: all right so let's just get rocking and rolling uh... the dc studios announcement uh... you had some thoughts on it
3: yes all right
1: so you know I, I know you guys discussed it last week um, but i'm a big i'm a huge comic book guy and dc comics for the longest time is just it's been struggling to say the least uh, outside of batman properties um, yeah. i am very i just wanted to add on because like last week marco you mentioned that you didn't want so much of just a, either a straight continuity or just your own standalone side movies that have no interconnectedness.
0: I just thought that it's a good idea. I, I thought they were building something that was more interesting than having another shared universe.
1: No, and, and certainly so. And, and I do think that they can still do that. And the neat thing, I think, right now, and this is this is all dependent on if they do a good job of separating letting it be known as they advertise their movies like this is the main cinematic universe and mm-hmm. they've already established that there's going to be called like Else Worlds mm-hmm. which right. I'm cool with because if you go to a comic book store and you have all this rack on the rack of wall here you've got all these comics they're only they're not all in the same continuity all the DC ones aren't all tied together all sure. the Marvel ones are you know you're going to get some that are tied together however there's also going to be a random oh, She-Hulk spin-off series, a random Deadpool that you know isn't in the main continuity. So I personally am I am excited because Marvel has done I think a great job with the MCU, but something that they haven't really touched on only recently is like you know the whole multiverse aspect, mm-hmm. and it's leading up to their next Avengers film with Secret Wars and Kane Dynasty and all that. But I think DC has a great opportunity now because you're. You are starting over, and they should. Yeah. Yeah. You are starting over. Don't... I'm glad they're not trying to shoehorn the Batman into that universe. I'm glad it is its own thing. But you have the opportunity now to do some interesting things, and... You know, the fact that we're getting a Joker sequel with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, and it's a musical? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like it's gonna be a fun, like, weird sequel. You know, it's the first comic book movie that's ever been a musical, as far as I'm aware. That will sound, That sounds like a really fun project to see. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'm excited to see more films and more projects within Matt Reeves' The Batman Universe. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. I can't wait to see more of that. But I also don't need in those sequels, I don't need you to shoehorn a Martian Manhunter cameo <laughs> sure, right. yeah. or cram in, like, well, we've got to establish justice. I'm like, no, just let it be its own thing. Whatever stories they want to tell that take place in that city, tell them. Right. Yeah. Um, so I am excited though to see because they, they mentioned like Super James Gunn mentioned Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman are their diamond characters. True. And you're not gonna put a lot of immediate focus on them. You know, they will be around, like we are getting Superman Legacy, which I'm i oh I'm so excited <laughs> for a proper Superman movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> I've waited so long for this. Um, very excited about that, but also it's exciting because the thing is a lot of people forget that like before the MCU started, Outside of comic book fans, nobody really knew or gave a shit who Iron Man was. Right, oh, it was yeah. he was like a B tier hero, and mm-hmm. then after a great first film, bam, in the public lexicon, A plus character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful that Marvel still didn't um, make adjustments based on that popularity. I, I was worried for a couple of years that they were going to make. Uh, Iron Man, the leader of the Avengers, because, like, oh, he's the most popular one, well, sure. he's, let's put him in the front. Right. The same way that the Fox X-Men movies suddenly made Mystique so important. It's sure. like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, not that important to the X-Men here, but right. they made that character so important because of um, Jennifer Lawrence in that mm-hmm. role. So I was really grateful that they still made sure to establish, like, an Age of Ultron, and, and then in the first one as well, but that Cap was the leader of the group, and I was really grateful for that because like that's a great important little detail that I wanted to see represented in the films, and so I'm glad that they were able to continue to build that. But on the you know on the flip side now at, with DC just starting fresh, you have your main characters like your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman. However, you don't have to worry about landing them immediately. They are your you know, they've survived the public lexicon for 75 plus years, yeah. these characters. They've evolved, they've changed, they've grown, and there's a reason they're still relevant and popular today. But now the idea that you can introduce, like they talked about doing a Green Lantern Corps HBO series, which mm-hmm. is going to be kind of like a maybe a sci-fi true detective, which, that sounds awesome. I'm <laughs> yeah. I want to check that out. And yeah. it, apparently that's going to be a part of their bigger story they're telling in time, which cool, mm-hmm. give me those breadcrumbs. But like, the important thing is, and Marvel had their growing pains. Some movies, they put too much focus on establishing things for the future. Age of Ultron's guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their other projects have been at times guilty of that, but just focus on making a good movie, a good show, telling a good story. And you'll get people invested if you make a good story. So right. like, you can make all these other characters a little more relevant in the public lexicon and then when you bring them in and like you know you're not saying Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman don't exist out there mm-hmm. you can acknowledge they exist but mm-hmm. we're not around them the only equivalent I could say is if Marvel were launching now and they only introduced Guardians of the Galaxy Ant-Man Paul Rudd's Ant-Man so it's not mm-hmm. even the main Hank Pym Ant-Man so like right. introducing these lesser heroes but establishing that there are other big heroes <laughs> around I think that's a, a a very interesting and exciting new way to introduce a cinematic universe that you're going to do and like I I hate when sorry to go on a little tangent here <laughs> I hate when film franchises film franchises needlessly build a cinematic universe like oh yeah the monster one that they tried <laughs> the doing dark they universe. stopped after yeah, one yeah, film yeah, yeah. Right. you know there's a lot that other things have tried there was a, talks of a Robin Hood cinematic universe yeah, like yeah. I don't need a little oh. John spin-off no thank you <laughs> it was so fun but like there is a lot of history of these characters sharing the space together Mm -hmm. from comics and the the incredibly successful Justice League animated series of early 2000s. So, like, I'm excited at the prospect of building to something, but at the same time, like, they're talking about making a Swamp Thing show or movie that's in that universe, but, like, not connected to anything. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool. Like, I'm excited by the idea of all these projects, and I'm also excited and not, you know, we're not beholden to whatever continuity they're trying to build or tell so like the excitement of you know you guys said it, having your cake and eat it too like you kind of have the opportunity to do that now yeah. that you've already established that joaquin phoenix joker film you've already established this matt reeves batman film those aren't even connected mm-hmm. and now you're separating a new universe like i'm excited by it and look i'm a, I'm a long time comic book guy and some of the things they announced i don't know anything about mm-hmm, I, I, I heard about it the first time ever as james gunn uttered those words out of his mouth yeah but it excites me because i didn't know a damn thing about the guardians of the galaxy when they got introduced when they said oh we're we're making a guardians of the galaxy film and i was like okay i was like cool like Ooh. yeah <laughs> i had never heard of them but if marvel felt that like this is the lineup we've got set up I'm like cool then they they have confidence in it i'm i look forward to it and they have not let me down yet in that regard as far as introducing new characters in that way so obviously warner brothers has made some hiccups in the past, but they didn't have, you know, a Kevin Feige, which mm-hmm. is now James Gunn here, to kind of help center everything and have kind of the final say on building what we're building here, as opposed yep. to, uh, Man of Steel, uh, uh, Batman of Superman, Suicide Squad, like just throwing things against the wall and see what would stick, and a lot of it didn't, and a lot of it, for me personally, didn't, to the point well, where I was okay, wasn't yeah, so how do
0: you feel about the Snyderverse.
1: I don't like it. I don't care about <laughs> I it. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I used to be really annoyed about it just because like people were getting paid millions of dollars to like ruin characters that I love. Mm-hmm. And as I've grown and matured, I had a moment, I think I may have mentioned it to you last week, where it's like <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where it's just like, Indiana, let it go. <laughs> like I just had to let go of the rage I felt about like... All right, Batman and Superman in the same movie should be a huge deal. That should, on its own, be a billion dollars in the box yeah, office. Yeah, they
0: wanted it to be. They, and it
1: should have. Mm-hmm. The name value alone, it should sure, have. And yeah. it didn't. And I think that's a testament to the fact that it wasn't... Whatever you want to say, oh, the ultimate cut. I watched what was in theaters, and I didn't like it. Did you watch
0: the uh, the Snyder Cut of I did Justice not. League?
1: I did not. And I've heard good things, but I'm I also... you. Look, I, I don't... <laughs> I just know that I've, i saw Man of Steel. I didn't like it. I saw Bat Movie, Superman. I didn't like that. And I saw Suicide Squad. I didn't like that. I know David Ayer directed it, but like I've already noticed I'm not a fan of what they're trying to give me. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's fair for me to go in and be like this better turn it around right, or right. I I'm going to go this in will be knowing the one. Yeah, I'm going in knowing I'm not a fan of where well, the story is. Mm. You know, that's
0: not a, that's not our fault. That's what they said. They're like, "Oh, you guys just didn't get to see his vision. And then when he had his chance, it was like, what's well, still bad? I, I so saw like, his who, vision. Like...
1: I saw Man of Steel. Sure. I saw Batman be Superman. And that was enough to let me know I don't want to see any more of this vision. Right. Yeah, right, so, it, right. And that's okay. Yeah. There are people who love it. Good for them. Just keep
0: goading you to that's shit okay. on Zack Snyder. It's my favorite pastime. No. He's being healthy about Let it. Let it go. Let it go. I haven't reached that moment of Zen yet. Ah. No. You know? In do time. Mm. Yeah.
1: Don't worry. I gotta keep the fire on. Me,
2: no, the show know? dies when you find Zen. <laughs> we gotta keep it.
1: It was boiling. immediately the final episode. Yeah. You we don't keep not even You beers. don't even finish the episode it's like, oh, that's it, and you guys just close your monitor and like, well, that's it. uncertain, screwing things. And then it just fades. We, we so don't have a show anymore. Yeah. I leave my own apartment
2: for some reason um
1: but i i am look things can change studio heads can change things can change for what their lineup is but from what they've announced i'm really interested and you know as we start getting casting information as soon as we get more information on who's directing and what's going on on these projects and who's going to be involved you know I, i imagine my excitement will continue to grow but i will still excuse me have a cautious optimism. I'm just yeah. going to be like, okay. And I felt that way similar with The Batman. I'm like, trailers looked great, mm-hmm. but I have been burned before. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm interested. Hmm. And then when I saw it, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh-huh. And like, I got invested heavily yeah. after I saw that. So oh, yeah. I'm, that's how I'm kind of approaching whatever comes out, you know, in the future now with the DC I think they're just calling it the DC Universe. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. cool. Good. Yeah, I'm. I look, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's it's nice because DC has not, on a on a large scale, cinematically speaking, live action speaking, had a fair representation for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the longest time, all they could do was Batman, and that's only because Nolan knew what to do with it. And you know, before that, Tim Burton did some really cool things sure. with it, and and then <laughs> that tapered <laughs> no, off.
0: No Joel Schumacher love.
1: There's some fun things about it's Batman fun. Forever. <laughs> Those and are look, fun movies. I can enjoy it more now because I have greater things that have come after. If, mm-hmm. sure. if the last Batman movie, if it's 2023, and the last Batman movie was in 1997 <laughs> yeah. and it was Batman and Robin, there'd be a rage in me. Yeah, a deep. I'd be on this podcast like, yelling right now. Right? Right? Like, yeah, but she'll. because I've, you know, I can now look at it and pretend that it is a. It is paying. I don't know if it's homage or homage. I don't remember the exact word. For it. Just Depends the way to pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So still don't know. But uh, you know, I, I, if they're paying homage to the Adam West Batman, that's how I look at that movie. Mm-hmm. It is goofy as hell. Yeah, it is silly as hell. I laugh for the reasons I shouldn't laugh, but it's it is fine for them. Sure.
0: George Clooney wants to kill himself over it. You ever hear him talk about it? He talks about it a lot. <laughs> I don't know
3: that extreme. No,
0: dude, seriously. Every time he talks about it, he he, he I've seen him do it multiple times. He'll apologize he
2: should probably stop talking to the it. audience.
0: Yeah. He'll apologize. He will get a therapist. Yeah, that's <laughs> unhealthy. It that makes him
2: that upset. Move on, man. That was yeah. 1997. Honestly, bro. It's like, dog, you've you had a great you, career. you
0: had a massive We've career. Why on. are you still... Yeah. <laughs> you move on. Indiana. You think anybody thinks <laughs> yeah. about George Clooney, No one thinks about George Clooney as Batman. No, no one. Even when you, I mean, if you're thinking about, like, his George movies. No, he just wasn't.
1: He did his voice as George Clooney. He was <laughs> yeah. like, hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. I was like, yeah, that's George Clooney yeah, in that outfit. that's George Clooney wearing. <laughs> like, oh, shit, that's George Clooney. <laughs> that's always the case.
0: That's just, like, in-universe people seem like, <laughs> is that is George, George, so Clooney? George Clooney? Is George Clooney? He said Bruce Wayne. Like, no, no, I think, I that's, George I'm, I'm I think that's George
3: Clooney. I'm Batman. George Clooney. no, yeah. no. Nice. sound like George Clooney.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll apologize to the audience and then he'll be like it's one of the worst decisions I ever made. I'm so sorry that I did that. I almost killed the franchise with my performance. Yeah. It's like it's not
1: really your fault, man. No, no. And to be fair, look, like if you put Christian Bale, who in my opinion is a great Batman, mm-hmm. you put him in that movie, it's
0: starting to become a controversial take.
1: No. I I I agree with you. Yeah.
0: But I, you a, see people now like oh well, the Batman voice okay. went too crazy in the third world. Yeah, the planet.
1: problem all right, now side tangent to the side tangent. Yeah, here we go. People like it's like I I, I loved the Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight changed my life. Like after that I was like, oh I want to get into involved in film and production. Mm-hmm. Like I like a couple years after that I moved to Chicago, which is where they filmed a lot of The Dark Knight. So like that movie changed my life. Just to see George Clooney. I love it. Just to see George <laughs> Clooney. I'm like, Mr. Clooney! And I roamed the streets <laughs> for seven years and I was like, I guess I should leave. But I, you know the fact that like I love the Batman and I would say I probably love the Batman more than I love the Dark Knight on a on a Batman scale. Mm. Um, doesn't mean I love the Dark Knight any less. I mm. just think that the Batman took all the things that I love about the Dark Knight mm. and did it better and I think all of the Dark Knight's weaknesses, I think the Batman made them positives and strong positives. So I th- And the thing is, the Batman wouldn't exist without the Dark Knight being in the public lexicon. Sure, that, yeah. You know, you needed... The fact that in the first few minutes of the first time you see Batman, the fact that he's doing detective work and at a crime scene, it automatically did more than Christian Bale's Batman did detective work. And look, I love Bale's Batman, but he wasn't really a detective. No. Yeah. He, in, in the Dark Knight, he analyzed one bullet yeah. with a computer.
0: That was the bullet. Yeah. And then there was the scene in the bank...
1: We're but there was like, all but like he didn't even do detective those were just yeah. like marked,
3: marked some of the marked bills some, he, of the mark.
1: some of the marked bills he gave them so like that's
3: not you know he didn't really
1: yeah. do a lot of yeah. stuff here. He, he, did he do detective work? Yes, you could check that box yeah, off. Yeah, but yeah. you couldn't write a long essay about no, the no, detective sure. work he did.
2: World's greatest detective? No. No. no, no.
1: Yeah. So, I still think he's great. Uh, I love him in the role, but I I loved Robert Pattinson in the role, and I look forward mm. to seeing him grow in that role, both as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Because I know his Bruce Wayne will evolve in the next movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can enjoy both and not have to. I don't know. For me, I just people. I feel like people have to have an extreme. It always like is it's either the best one ever or yeah,
2: it's the worst now. Very hyperbolic uh, on
1: the internet. I'm not. Yeah. yeah I guess I, I feel maybe too. I was gonna say, I feel too old to even wanna get in that argument. Cause I'm like, it, it's like, if you it's don't fair, like it, that's yeah. fine. Like, I love it. Right. Oh, you love the Snyderverse. Good for you. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. enjoy it.
0: I think, I think people who have grown up in our generation are uh, uh, the way that you age on the internet is in dog years. So yes, you are too old for that argument because yeah. you've had it so many times. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. fair. It's like, oh fucking, geez, are we gonna keep doing this? Like, it's fine if you like that thing, man. I'm not gonna fight yeah, it over right. it. I like this thing. Yeah, but we've had this this argument, you know, time, and it's a time honored argument. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I went back and rewatched uh, the Batman. That okay, speaking on it, and it took uh, honestly, it took like. I don't know, like, three or four tries. Because every time, like, I'm I'm ready to watch the movie, it's, like, three in the morning. And I'm like, oh. I can't... Like, I just can't dedicate the Well, time I'm going to be up at 6.30. <laughs> exactly. After so I watch the credits. I finally set aside a, a, a day where I was, like... I was, like, you know, it was an early day, and I was already in bed, and it was, like, 12. I was like, shit, I have time to re-watch <laughs> this movie. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to go for it. And I'm... I mean... I had a glowing review of it when it when we saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. That movie holds up, man. It's a yeah. good fucking movie, yeah. dude. I still think it's a it's a it's a it's a hair too long. Okay, like you know, I think we already, I think it was demonstrated the limit that the Riddler would go to. I think every his his his, his uh, motivations were already kind of clear mm-hmm. before we got to the uh, drowning scene and like all the. Spoilers, you know. Do, oh, yeah. Sorry if you haven't seen the Batman. <laughs> but like the the the, I feel like there's a climax after the climax. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that could have been just cut down a little bit, but that's just I mean that's kind of a nitpick on my end.
1: It's a, sure. It really
0: fucking holds up, man. It it's is though really really good.
1: And you know I wouldn't argue anyone who wants to say they felt it was a little too long. For me, it goes by like that. Mm-hmm. I do agree that there is. There is an ending, and then another ending near the end. Yeah. But to me, it's such a great slow burn. Every little moment of tension builds to the next, and Mm -hmm. to me, that's the big payoff. And you know, I appreciate the fact that it's a film noir style, very dark and gritty. And then at the end, it becomes a disaster film. Yeah. Suddenly, as the water starts like so, you know, suddenly it gets very chaotic and things change. So. I do appreciate it just you know, it the feels like scale if you're reading, winds, like yeah, really quickly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of it as like if you're reading a graphic novel and this was that story. It's just like, oh, I've been watching reading him go through this all the steps to find the Redler and it's like, Oh, they got him. Right. That should be it. but it's like, oh, it's all the things that he had still intricately set up that now the fallout of it. And I yeah. again What's for like me like reading
0: a graphic novel and then they catch the Riddler, and then you look at the book itself. You're like, there's a lot of book left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, what could they be doing after this?" It's sure. all just
3: like cover art or you know, <laughs> like concept what? art, directors' notes. No yeah. more story. Hmm.
2: It's funny you say that, though, because I don't know if I ever picked up on that—that that it changes so much in scope that like last quarter mm-hmm, of it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've only—I think I've only rewatched it once, and mm-hmm. I, en- I enjoyed it a ton. Uh, I want to rewatch it again. Um, but I like in, in rethinking about it now that, you know, we've talked about it, I like, and I think that it was necessary to do that in order to change the Batman into an uplifting hero. Yes. That, you know, obviously that those near end scenes of him lifting the people out of the rubble and stuff like him, him being looked at as his hero and not just something to be feared. Um, I think that transformation happens in that last Absolutely. portion and wouldn't have happened otherwise we would have ended the movie with him still being this you know creature of the night and
1: Absolutely. dangerous and you know thing. what's funny is that A horror? The-
3: yeah, yes the creature <laughs> of the night
1: the, the catalyst of that is that moment he's like pouncing that riddler goon in the face mm-hmm. and they take his mask off and they're like who are you and he's like I'm vengeance Yeah, and it just has this like yeah, side turn yeah. like what did you fucking say <laughs> yeah. like that's my line yeah. like the like that was like the other scene no me not you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can't do that that and then everything as you said everything that happens immediately after that changes how that character looks at himself mm-hmm. and what he can represent and sure I love it and again this is something different than we have seen in any other live-action incarnation of Batman right because the thing is like it's the same way that James Bond has survived this long, mm-hmm. you know. You have to, you know. You went from this Sean Connery era to like this goofy Roger Moore era, and then they went darker with, or well, skip George Lazby. He had one movie, sure. but you had like Timothy Dalton, which was like a little darker than like audiences were ready for after this playful Roger mm-hmm. Moore. Then we kind of leveled out with Brosman. Then that got campy, and then it was like all right, Daniel Craig, and it got a lot gruffer. Yeah. So you have to do something to change it up and make it fresh for it to stay relevant. So, you know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I will see a Batman movie if it's coming out, but, like, you also have to... I'm not just going to be like, ooh, Batman! Like, do something to catch my interest and tell me a story in a way either I didn't expect or I have not seen before done Mm -hmm. by this character on a a large scale. While also, again, staying true to the character. And, look, (laughs) we'll talk about the Ben Affleck Batman. Like, the suit looked great. I liked how it looked especially like in the Justice League I thought it looked really cool his suit um, you know very Dark Knight Returns inspired mm-hmm. yeah. but like that's and you know yes he's dark and brooding and he's a good looking guy with a good chin for that costume but like that's where the similarities end for me as far as that character because like I, to me the whole thing of him killing that's a big problem for me and if you're gonna have him kill which if you're gonna do it fine but you have to at least engage that in the story yeah. as to why. I and mean, they didn't at yeah, all. No. Yeah, it, it, was, it was like a casual, a like, deal. oh, like not even, it was hardly mentioned. It was just, just something. What he does. Yeah. And that annoyed <laughs> me. Because also, oh, you're okay with killing now, and you'll kill Lex Luthor's goons, but Joker, who killed your surrogate son Robin, oh, we'll put him in Arkham. Like, that should have been the first motherfucker you sure, killed. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. So I had annoying story arguments, problems with that. And again, I let that go. I was like, I've got the animated series of the 90s with Kevin Conroy. I've got the Christian Bale trilogy. Piece. And now I've got the Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves, The Batman the, the verse, Batman. which... So so happy about yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm and excited see, to see where that goes.
0: You wouldn't, you wouldn't get the Matt Reeves Batman and you wouldn't get this crazy Joker sequel if they were so hard-pressed to, like, fulfill this... Uh, Snyderverse vision that he had, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like all of that, all of those things. It would have been fucking Jared Leto in that movie, you know. And you would have had to watch, yeah, Jared Leto mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. J- Jared Leto stuff, you damaged. know. And he, you would have had to huh? watch him get that you tattoo. Do you
1: get it? <laughs> do you get it? You see the tattoo with a robin with a knife through? Do you get it? Because I killed. I don't know if you get it, but like, yeah. Well, let me
0: let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Jared Leto. If there is ever a person who has uh, gotten by on Pretty Privilege, it's Jared Leto. <laughs> I mean, Jared Leto is so mediocre at everything other than Dallas Buyers Club. I, f- I just think he's... I think he sucks. <laughs> I think he sucks. 30 Seconds to Mars sucks. Dude, Requiem for a Dream, he's, good he's pretty good at that. Yeah, I was say, what are you talking about? He's pretty good at that. good at that. Blade Runner 2049, anybody could have well, done that shit. Anybody, anybody could have done that. All he had to do was stand there, be stoic, speak under his
1: breath. True, but also, you know, that character is supposed to be this weird, awkward kind of character. And, like, anybody in a way, Jared Leto it. kind of fit the bill for that. Killing Murphy could have
0: done it better. Killian that's Murphy true. It. That is. True. I just pulled that out of my fucking ass. Yeah, you're right. And I, and I think that that's better casting. Killing Murphy, better. Well... <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, yeah. Let's let's review Morbius while we're at it. Are you? Oh, Mor-
0: I mean, I mean, come on. I do I even him. need to say I it. I don't, no. you, just you didn't listen, see it. Just
1: listen to our review. It's
0: fine. <laughs> oh, dude, Morbius. Oh, oh okay. Nate, that's okay. I think I honestly. Do you guys? We could watch that after. We, no, we, we, we don't, we don't know. have to do dude, that. No. I, I'd rather watch Dynamite. If we're we going to stick other, around and watch, no, I want watch yeah. Dynamite. We were fuck. We were hanging out one night, and he. What did you <laughs> want to watch? Anything.
1: Anything. I regret those words now because Morbius. No, no, no.
2: Actually, it was a Criterion Collection yes, film. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it might have been, uh, 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 ah, shit, the one we just watched the other night. Uh, well, Barry, Barry Lyndon? Barry Lyndon. Yeah. I think it was Barry Lyndon we right. were debating on, and Morbius had just hit, uh, <laughs> <Streaming>, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: Barry Lyndon directed by a little guy named uh, uh, Kubrick.
0: <gasps> and we were going back and forth and I was like let's watch the Morbius movie, man. It's on Netflix and it'll be fun. It will be fun. I thought it was going to be fun. And I mean it's just so mediocre. devastatingly mediocre, man. It's not even it's not bad enough to watch as a bad movie. Yeah, it's right. just right there in the middle. So
1: middling. Yeah. I,
0: it, it angers you it's I felt so that way
1: Italy. I felt that way when I saw Venom oh yeah um, because yeah, yeah. and like full disclosure for anybody who's listening who doesn't know like Sony in an attempt to keep these, the rights to the Spider-Man films are making a bunch of spin off films using Spider-Man villains mm-hmm. without the creative help of MCU Kevin Feige Disney they're bringing their own people for that and unfortunately they're not good people no um You know, I saw Venom, which I love Tom Hardy, and I think Tom Hardy's a great choice for Eddie Brock, Mm -hmm. but I I did not like that movie. It felt like it was ripped out of 1995 screenplay that they had, and they're like, just film this, (laughs) and it's not good, and, excuse me, I never saw the sequel, Venom Let There Be Carnage, I didn't bother with Morbius, I'm not going to see Kraven, and I don't care about Madame Webb. Yeah, yeah, right. Those are fine characters if you want to have them in a proper Spider-Man film, Sure, great. And if they're a hit and they're popular as hell and you want to make a spin off from that, I'll placate the idea, but nobody's asking for a Craven no. movie without a Spider Man in it. No one's asking for you well, know and he's
0: also supposed to be like a good guy in the movie. And it's like what are we doing? Just make they're he's a They're making them all like, anti
1: heroes. I don't like know. that. Yeah.
0: Some of them are just bad guys. Sure. Like yeah. Craven's a bad guy. Right. Just let him yeah. be a bad guy. I'm sure now a nerd is probably gonna
3: <laughs> Rather, actually, yeah, no, actually. I'm sure
0: there are issues where Craven is an anti-hero, but he is mostly known yeah. as a villain. Sure. Just let yeah. him be a bad guy. Morbius is a bad guy. Or
2: at very least, let him be a bad guy first. Right. Yeah. And then let us learn a, some. I mean, kind maybe of a redemption. little redemption art. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. But why Venom
0: not? Venom is, is not he's not he's all he's just a good guy. He's not even like an anti you know, the only people that he like kills in the movie are all other bad guys. So it's like, well,
1: like, I don't even know if he him kills be. him. He just throws a lot of them against the wall, and I, he it's ate, it implied he ate the and one he, dude. It implied. I, it didn't, I didn't see skeleton though, so he I don't know like, if he's like you know. I don't you, know if he's dead. You'll, you'll he's spinning back out later. Floating yeah. down the the, the guy road. who's like covered in goo. He's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, the one dude he said uh, that you'll be like a turd in the
3: wind. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: It, it had to be an old script, right? It had, it had, to to it had to be. Had to be. look, around. Is,
1: There's a similar. I don't know if it's the exact line, but there was a line like that in the comics from a Venom comic way back when. But like that doesn't mean you should take everything from old sure, comics and no. put them no. on That's the screen. That's a wink, screen. wink
0: kind of thing. But it's like, come on, man, we didn't. Don't don't wink that. Yeah, you yeah. know, wink somewhere else. Not, not not with that one. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: not with that one.
0: So so there's a there's a lot of promise with. The uh, DC, DC studios. I'm looking you've forward got, to that. You got yeah. you got James Gunn at the helm, and as we discussed last week, and as you've discussed here, you know, there's a lot of potential there. There's a it lot of like, like well, there, I would say that there's hope. There was some. There's some Absolutely. hope. Absolutely. It looks like he's he's he is. The one thing that you can say about James Gunn, I mean, he's a nerd for this stuff. Like he he sure. he fucking he lives and breathes it. Absolutely. So. At the very least, you're going to get a guy who seems to understand these characters like intrinsically. Only it, it feels like now that you go back and watch, like, say, Guardians Volume One and Two, that he was the only person on the planet that could have made this work mm-hmm. or would have
1: tried, or
0: even absolutely. greater. Point, yeah,
1: yeah. Especially in that era, right?
0: So for him to get his hands on some of these other properties, like you were saying uh, about like some of the uh, lesser-known characters. I mean, I know that the Blue Beetle is is supposed to be like they want that to be kind of like their guardians, like a lesser known character that they bring up to, bring to the forefront. Right. Uh, Buster Gold.
1: Uh, Booster Gold Booster, yeah. Gold. Booster Gold.
0: Right. That seems like a really fun idea. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he's picking like shit that like seems like it's going to be. And
1: that could be a fun kind of comedy superhero movie. You know, you've got Swamp Thing, which is going to be a little more horror based. Mm-hmm. You get a, a true, potentially, a Guns. true diverse range of genres for these characters for these characters that fit these characters. You know, the last thing, when they rebooted Spider-Man, when the first Andrew Garfield one, The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and they played a little more into the heavier, darker, gritty look to it, like made it at night, and you don't need to do that to everybody, because like, sure. I feel like Batman Begins in <laughs> The Dark Knight, unfortunately, Too many studio executives are like, well, dark and gritty is the way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, not Mm -hmm.
1: everything. That's what the mistake happened with Andrew Garfield won the first one. That's definitely what was an issue with Man of Steel, is they didn't understand why these characters work. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to take what's popular right now and apply it to a character that it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And... Same yeah. with
2: grounding the characters, too. Yeah. A lot of times, characters don't need to be grounded in the real world. Yeah. Like, they, they embody their own world, and it can yeah. be bright and fun and, you know, uh, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> a Absolutely. lot of characters are specifically that. And the only reason why something like Batman works as a gritty, dark, grounded
0: thing is because there are other characters that are not that you know it's,
2: it's yeah. absolutely
0: and they play off of that and in in like the animated series and in the comic mm-hmm. books like they absolutely. play off of that so why wouldn't you take advantage they, of that
1: they they become a yin yang like batman and superman's personalities sure become this great yin yang mm-hmm. that, that it, just to see them interact is interesting whereas you know to talk about batman and superman again Murder man in a cape and the other murder man in right. a cape, are both <laughs> sure. m- brooding and <laughs> yeah. miserable, and neither of them want to be there, and they both want to kill each other. Yeah, and it was just like this. There's, there's like a soulless, joyless experience yeah. that, like, I don't care for either of them on this end of the fight. Like, well, it
0: feels like Zack Snyder was really obsessed with injustice and the idea of like trying to fit that into because every every time that Superman is is used or brought up, it's always with this kind of like. Uh, Cynical. Yeah. Like, that's because Like, he's, he's eventually going to turn. Like, he's always. He's into the
1: Ayn Rand dynamic and he's mm-hmm. far yeah. away from any semblance of hope or inspiration. And look, that's his style. Fine.
0: Can't wait for Rebel Moon.
1: <laughs> anyway, like, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see.
1: You know, I just. It didn't. His. His touch didn't work. Like, look, he, he can make some really good looking visuals. Oh yeah. Some stuff that in a trailer looks awesome and excites you, but it's just that like sometimes some of those visuals just didn't have any purpose in the movie. They were just there to look cool. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited as you mentioned, Marco, like James Gunn cares more about story and character, mm-hmm. especially character over the a visual appeal of a cool-looking shot mm-hmm. or, you know, it's about the greater good of where this character starts and where they ultimately end up by the end of this film. As opposed, because like if you look at, I don't know. Let's go back to Batman v Superman. Like, there's really no growth. Like the one piece of growth is that Batman discovers that Superman's mom <laughs> yeah. has the same name as him, and suddenly he's like, I "Well, mean, he's my friend." Arthur. Like that's what he says to her when he oh. saves her. He's like, "I'm a friend of your son's." Like, friend? He's
3: so bad. Thirty-seven
1: <laughs> minutes ago, you were trying to, murder, trying to him. murder him. him. So you were gonna murder him.
2: I was about to murder your son. I'm sorry, uh, but we're
1: friends now. Why it's friends. Okay, think like, that,
0: that was enough. Why would he think that and that's enough.
1: Again, he cares more about the visual of what looks cool in the frame of a shot than what matters in a story or actually how you get to X, y, z. And yeah. that's why I'm really excited about, you know, and again, I, you know you could you can have your detractors who'd say that James Gunn might be a little too. Uh, maybe a little too silly for a Superman movie, but who knows? Maybe he's writing differently in my... I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of successful projects he's had in the past with big and small characters that I, I, I know well and I don't know at all. And he's, he's made me fans yeah, of those right. characters. So yeah. I'm I am very interested to see where he takes... Especially some of these projects that I know nothing about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to just consume whatever his take is on this because he's going to be mindful of the source material. He's not gonna change things so drastically that it's unrecognizable to the character of the comic. Sure. Like right. we're gonna get pretty accurate things that I'm sure I, when I'm watching I'm like, that's kinda weird. And then I'll read about <laughs> I'll read up on it later, like, oh that's exactly what it's like. Okay, cool. So then he paid he paid honest, you know, respect to the material. Cool. Sure. Yeah. And I you know I can appreciate it for that. So I am very excited though for it.
0: Well, I don't know what movie theater you're going to watch these movies in (laughs) uh, because if it's up to AMC, buddy, I don't know what your finances are looking like right now, but (laughs) if you want those hot seats, you're going to have to pay up for them. AMC announced... What I just can only describe as one of the greatest <laughs> corporate blunders I've ever heard in my entire life. If I was like that dude, uh, the, 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 the finance guy on CNN or whatever he's on, I would just be like, sell this stock. Sell, the sell, fuck? sell. I, I just, I cannot wrap my head around this. The, the, I, like, at this moment in time, with people reeling from, from, uh, from what we've experienced in the past couple of years the streaming services raising their prices. The movie theaters are already hard enough to go to in the first place without you jacking the prices up. I mean, all of these, I mean, we've got what is, what some uh, financial people are calling we're, we're on the cusp of uh, another recession right? I don't know how much truth there is to that this is not a political podcast, go fuck yourself but <laughs> all I know is people are not in the position to be spending more money on leisurely things and yet here comes AMC with, uh, uh, do you have the article pulled I up? I do. Do you mind uh, um, yes. filling this rant with context? Okay.
2: <laughs> so uh, according to the New York Times uh, AMC Entertainment, the world's largest cinema chain, said in a news release on Monday that this new pricing system, known as Sightline at AMC, would be in place at all of the all of its United States theaters by the end of the year. Uh, the seats in the front row of the theater will be the least expensive, and seats in the middle of the theater will be the most expensive. <laughs> so funny! Excuse me. get however, down there,
0: you pores.
2: <laughs> however, new price break your neck. Uh, however. New prices will not affect showings before 4 p.m. or
0: tickets sold at a special discount on Tuesdays, AMC said. So they're saying if you go to a matinee, you're good, and mm-hmm. if you go on like you know Tuesday Tuesday night movie night, you're good. Sure, but yeah. and, uh, but you know on the the days that people actually go to movies and times, yeah, you're <laughs> you're actually you're going to have to pay more. Right. I mean,
2: what a, what a. When theaters are still trying to claw their way back, right? You know, they're
0: trying to get pe- they're trying to get more butts and seats, and the and the thing again, I, expensive I, butts. It's it's I can't even. I just don't. E- I don't even know where to start. I don't know. I I'm so conf- when I heard, heard this news, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like an onion article. There's no way that they would think that this is a good idea. How could they? How could they? <laughs> <laughs> how could they? This is insane.
1: It, it is insane. It feels like cuz last week Netflix was making the announcement about cutting down the <gasps> password sharing. Sure. And it's like, "Oof, what a big blunder that is." And then like <laughs> the execs at AMC's like, "Hold my beer. Yeah. I got this." <laughs> Seriously. And it's like Whoa.
0: It's great like to, like how can you? I mean, obviously something like this has to be like months or maybe even years in the works. But again, the the press that Netflix is getting right now for the password sharing thing which they canceled.
2: What they've as far like as they I said, mean, oh that was walked it back. That was yeah. released Tempor- in a, in an air
1: because yeah, like yeah. they realized they have to reword how they want to approach exactly. this. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly.
0: That's what it is. They they pulled it back so that yeah. it doesn't sound so shitty. Sure. And uh, with this AMC thing, Elijah Wood of all people, pretty he, he pretty much summed it up very well. Which is that like you're you are uh, punishing poor people. Honestly, yeah. like when you uh, like it's. I know some people are going to say, well, I mean, the middle seats aren't even, like, the best seats. Which, objectively, you're wrong. They are the (laughs) best seats. Like, I don't know where where you sit in a fucking movie theater. Why do you think AMC is jacking up the prices on the middle seats? They're the best seats. So, fuck that argument. I don't want to hear anybody who's like, it's not even a big deal. Sit in the fucking front. (laughs) Sit in the fucking front, then. You ever sat oh. in the front? Uh, it sucks. Yeah. You ever sat in the yeah. front? Not out of choice, dude. Yeah. I sat in the front in a 3D movie. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <I wanted> to- <laughs> Got poked in the eye
1: all night. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just him putting his glasses back up. And he's like, yeah. Oh god! Oh, oh, it's real. Let <laughs> me know if anything happens over there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what it was? It was my bloody Valentine when they brought it when they did the remake. Nice. My Bloody Valentine 3D, the guy's like throwing axes at the fucking screen and shit. I'm like, ugh. It fucking sucks. (laughs) It's terrible. And that's it. Like, I I, I just don't get these. I I don't, like, these companies are just like, they're watching people flounder in the streets. And they're like, you know what? Let's just keep (sighs) keep poking and stabbing and and
1: prodding. Man, it's just, I love, all right, I love a movie theater experience. There's something special about going to a theater sitting down and in a shared space with other people to experience this film, mm-hmm. whether it's a silly film, a, a comedy, a, a comic movie, a drama, an Oscar, whatever it is, you're sharing the space and you're in this world together. Mm. And, you know, I enjoy as well when the movie's done, I enjoy sitting the first, for the first little bit in the credits talking with the person I'm with, yeah, kind of just gauging the initial fresh thoughts. And then, you know, you have your ride home where you still kind of ruminate on what you saw and what you're thinking. And mm-hmm. I love that whole... Experience mm-hmm. as a package, mm-hmm. and I think a theatrical experience is very important in that regard. To you know, some of these movies deserve to be seen on the big on a big screen, sure. and yeah. just the the bombastic nature of seeing it on a big screen is amazing. And look, you know, a lot of people can have a beautiful home theater set up now. That is a, a, a decent excuse me, a decent equivalent, but you know, not a, a full substitution. Mm. But Movie theaters, the fact that it feels like they are constantly and constantly trying to push people they keep trying to attract people who don't want to go to the movies instead of catering to people who actually yeah. want to right. go and yeah. are the ones who go and actively go for things. And to constantly push those people away.
0: Go for
1: it. To constantly push people away it's very frustrating because As as you guys have mentioned, it's just it's a very expensive venture on its own. Food popcorn and all that and I get it, The theaters only make a small percentage of what the film makes. Sure on tickets. So they have to make up for that. And I've never been, but I've heard only wonderful things about like Alamo Draft House. Oh, yeah. About how they handle things. Mm And that to me sounds like a dream. Right. A dream theater experience. Yeah. And I would love to have that, but you know, more and more they're they're doing the opposite. Where like the you know, you have your VIP seats where I'm trying to watch a movie and they're like, is there anything else you'd like? And it's like, I'd like for you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to watch this movie. I'd like like yeah. I, that's a distraction that unfortunately, you know, look, hey, it's great. Comfy, big comfy seats are neat. But when it takes away from the, the joy of why I'm here, sure. it hurts. And now when you're affecting where I want to sit for less than stellar qualities, you know, a lot of times some of these theaters right. don't even take care of their screens or the audio, the mm-hmm. speakers. so. You know, if you want me to pay premium pi- price, I don't mind as long as I'm getting a premium experience mm-hmm. as a result of it. Sure. And right. that has not been the case in many years. And it's just like, you know... And also like, the
0: other thing is like, how are you going to enforce this?
1: Are you going to have dad, somebody walking
0: up thing. and down the aisles and and like, you know, checking yes, ticket
2: prices? A 17-year-old kid <laughs> yeah, a 17-year-old <laughs> after <laughs> school going, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Did you pay I the premium it?
0: fee? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then like, Show me the, your papers. When the guy's like, <laughs> when, when, what happens when a guy's sitting in the middle of the movie theater and he's and he's like, no, I, I well, I threw away my ticket. Like, Are you gonna have this seventeen year old kid kick this kick this guy? Like, right. you're just asking for problems. Right. You're just asking yeah. for more for 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 more drama and for, for what? Yeah. A fucking.
2: Well, for money, Marco. That's
3: well, yeah.
0: For, yeah, that's yeah. Uh. I mean, AMC fucking sucks anyway. I'm so glad that, like, Orlando is dominated by Regal, Regal Cinemas. Because yeah. we,
3: we, we don't have to even well, it's deal funny with There's one a- AMC.
2: AMC's the biggest major uh, uh, theater company yeah, currently. Yeah, which is crazy to, yeah.
0: to think about. Because, like, we... There's so many Regals here. Yeah. There's only the one big AMC. Well, Altamont. there's more than that. But, yeah, in Altamont, there's the one. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've hit it a couple of times. It's a nice theater. But yeah. it's like, it's not, you know... It's just crazy that AMC dominates everywhere else sure. but here. So like it's a problem like it's like,
2: it's we get like Maria Menunos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like the problem that we have being in Florida with Ron DeSantis burning books. Sure. Told you it wasn't a political podcast. <laughs> everywhere else doesn't have to deal with that, but we do. And they just yeah. look at us and go, Wow, what what a life they must be <laughs> living out there? <laughs> Must be they won't let there. Your kids read about Hank Aaron. <laughs> Sorry,
2: it's all right. You don't have to <laughs> apologize. They do. The people got to know.
0: Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see this either. I, it's I, it, to me, I think it's going to go one of two ways. I think that this is probably going to spell the end of AMC as we as we know it currently, or it doesn't happen at all. They're going to see the backlash and the fervor from uh, the general public, and they're, yeah. and they're going to walk it back..
1: That's, ho- I mean they, you know, my hope is the success of the online backlash to Netflix, the way that that worked. <laughs> right I'm hoping a similar aspect happens here with AMC, because it, it just it's just such a dumb thing to like I get it. you have to oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, it's such a dumb thing. Like, I get it. You're trying to increase your profits. But when this is the way that you're trying to, like, in, like invest in your theater to make it more appealing, to bring more people in.
2: The way to do it, in my opinion, and obviously I'm not a number cruncher. I uh, am very bad at math, actually. <laughs> uh, but look, why not just do the part of this that discounts the tickets in you know not the best locations of your theaters they'll bring more people in right, uh, right 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 outside of tuesday where it's already discounted discount you know the the problematic areas you'll get more people to come in and buy tickets that maybe not maybe wouldn't have gone to the movie that night yeah, yeah. and then also obviously you get more revenue sales
0: absolutely that is I, I, just do the opposite of and what then, you're doing and then and you make
2: more money. Yeah, do the opposite, and then not only that, but then you also get way better PR.
0: Yeah. You know, like, like immediately. Listen, gonna, if you want to come to these, like, we're. Oh, my God. I I didn't even think about it that way. That's that's exactly what you do. Right. You make people sit in those broke-neck seats, and you go, listen, it's $5 to sit down there. It's not the best spot, but it's cheaper, right? This is a discount for people. It's Mm -hmm. not a punishment. It's like, hey, look, we know it sucks down there. But if you sit down there, knock off – that's what you do. You don't go, now you got to sit down there while the rest of us sit up here. (laughs) Fuck you. Right. It's it's, it's, – It's easy. The PR is right there. Who was the person who was like, you know that there was somebody in that room who was like, I mean, shouldn't we just do that? And they were like, and they just get the fuck out (laughs) of here.
2: Unless they're just betting on people being like dumb enough to buy the extra price tickets instead of buying the cheaper ones and then moving.
0: Oh, shit. uh, They keep comparing it to theaters. Like
2: actual like, Sure, it's more in line with other uh, uh, places that you would go to buy right. a specific seat, which is the way that movie theaters work now. In case you woke up from a coma. <laughs> I don't know who doesn't know that it works that way. I'm sorry. Somebody sitting in a
1: hospital who just got out of a coma is like, What? what? <laughs> Honey, ah! did you know about
3: this?
2: <laughs> I'm still waiting for my Netflix uh, uh, DVD. my DVDs to come in. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they want their uh, they want
0: their their movie theater experience to be like if you went and saw, you know, a play. Sure. And they wanna compare it to those things, but it's like, hey man, there's a story, history of that not being the case. Why do you think in the year of our Lord 2023, you're gonna change the perception of movie theaters and compare them to going to see an actual stage production?
2: Sure.
1: And,
0: yeah. and price things out that way. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's just, again, it's just a crazy, yeah, crazy yeah. thing.
1: Well, I will continue to go to Regal or an independent one, an independent yeah. theater. Sure. Or go to, on Tuesdays. Because honestly, nowadays, because things are so expensive, unless there's a movie that I'm like, I, I need to see it mm-hmm. first weekend to avoid spoilers. Yeah. I'm usually, honestly, unfortunately, inclined to just wait till it comes to streaming because it's so expensive or just yeah. go on a Tuesday. And yeah. that's what I'll yeah, just yeah. continue to do.
0: Hey, man, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch Black Panther until it hit streaming, and I actually avoided all the fucking spoilers Me too, actually, you know, and that's, for the
1: most part, yeah. It's a, it's a great point to bring up because that's another thing now that, because, especially with Disney, so many things after two months, it's going to come right to your Disney Plus streaming sure. anyway. Some people are going to be a lot more patient now than they were before. Yeah, right. And, you know, that, they're just that's for sure, yeah. O- either they're going to be okay with spoilers, or no, it's not a big enough movie that they're worried about long-term spoilers right. for it.
0: Yeah. You should be you should be grovelling to get people back into the theater yeah doing this is just the opposite,
2: complete
1: opposite. <laughs> the
0: exact opposite yeah I don't know man. yeah don't know. All right uh, I do have a random question for you because the, the, the we talked to, actually talked about this last week too uh, or maybe the week before, but the Hogwarts legacy game is out now mm-hmm. and so you're seeing the reactions to the game first, are you a big Potterhead Potterhead? Yeah. No? Nah.
1: Yeah.
2: Did no.
0: you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah. Meh.
1: Meh. <laughs> I, I, alright. Wizards. Eh. Eh. Who needs them? I I saw all the Harry Potter movies leading up to Deathly Hallows Part 2 coming out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Only only so that I could go see Deathly Hallows Part 2 so I could see the teaser trailer for The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, it's not going to make sense for me to go see Deathly Hallows Part 2. Speaking of theater experience. Yeah, I literally (laughs) only did this so I could go see that on the big screen. Sure, sure. And I was like, yeah, they're they're fun. They're fine. And then I rewatched them actually just this past year and they're still fun. The the films are enjoyable and some are obviously better than others. Yeah, for sure. Having now been exposed to the MCU and a proper built-up shared universe, those movies just dragged on for me as far mm-hmm. as like setting up sure. what we're getting to. And look... You are upsetting get, some people. <laughs> uh, then, then get upset and go watch the Snyderverse. Um, <laughs> it's, look, it's fine. I enjoy, like, none of those movies get a bad review from me. They're all... Minimum like three to three and a half to like four to me like mm-hmm. or four mm-hmm. and a half like mm-hmm. some of my I, re- I remember a uh, Goblet of Fire I really liked Goblet of mm-hmm. F- Goblet of Fire but I couldn't tell you the- anything else about Goblet the Force others like so mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it just man, that's it just one. like for me it kind of yeah. I do think there's a lot of rich there the potential much like with Star Wars there's a lot of potential for rich history and lore to build and play off of right. on a prequel sense as well as anything in the in a future sense beyond just Harry Potter's time like yeah. So I think there's a lot of rich material to play off of, though. So well, it sounds like an interesting concept. I mean,
0: speaking of that, that is uh, exactly the the plot of Hogwarts Legacy, okay. which we already discussed. It's a weird title to call it that. But yeah. it's set, I think, 100 years before the events of Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. Okay. And uh, the game's out now, and I'm sure you've seen all the controversy around it.
1: I maybe heard, you I've heard a little bit of it, but... I've also, again, being not a fan of the franchise, I also like doesn't really register on your Richter I, scale. I, I I looked a little bit into like some of the reviews, and I know that you know it looks really pretty, and I think some things are like kind of incomplete. Yeah. I don't know the full scoop, mm-hmm. so I'm.
0: Well, there is that IGN review that I thought was really weird. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I am in agreement, sure. in agreement with the people who read that review and was yeah. like mm-hmm, what? that doesn't that doesn't. There are, there is a conspiracy theory okay. going around. That the people who review video games are being there is there is a campaign to get to boost the numbers for the Hogwarts game mm. because when you read say the IGN review for instance, it reads like a six and a half, seven, maybe seven and a half. Okay. It got a nine out of ten, which is. I mean, you're basically yeah. paying, you're, you're saying that it's. <laughs> Damn near a perfect video game, right? Yeah. The, re-
2: the, the larger conspiracy going on here that they they claim to be happening is that the people who received like the review codes were people that PR team specifically pointed out is like they'll review it, you know, they'll give us a friendly nod, friendly, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. When obviously there's all this uh, backlash bubbling up about J.K. Rowling being this transphobe and you know all, mm-hmm. all these things and. Um, so there's, there's some people saying, like, it looks like they only gave it to these specific outlets because a lot of outlets didn't get it that would ordinarily have gotten review Ooh, codes. Okay, um, there, I saw it back and forth, actually, on Twitter, <laughs> of all places, that there, the story about IGN getting it because they were going to be friendly to it was untrue because apparently... They had trouble getting the review code, but were so persistent Or basically the biggest name in, you know, video game reviews. Yeah. It's they insane
0: were, that they had any trouble getting it. They're fucking yeah. IGN.
2: Well, exactly, right? <laughs> Something is... Uh, the point here is something's going on behind the scenes. Something's
0: off. Yeah, yeah. sums off. That
2: sure. they were being extra selective about who got the review codes. Yeah. So that alone is enough to set off some, you know, yeah. alerts uh, about, like, what, what was happening on the PR team here yeah. to not just... Let the game stand on its own and it's obvious that it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, there's a lot of backlash to the,
0: the game itself. It's just this one lady, she just like she opened her mouth on Twitter and like it's called like just imagine this firestorm that she's created because she just couldn't keep her like shitty opinions. She
2: has ruined a franchise ruined a whole for an franchise. entire generation.
0: There are people who I mean <laughs> I mean they straight up are like if you buy this game, you are supporting right. uh transphobia. Straight yeah. up, like there's no in between. There, it, sure. it, it just is what it is. So much so that somebody created an account, which is uh, as of this recording dead. But they created a website, rather not the person, could, the account. No, no, no. The person's dead. That's okay. that's why the website went down. <laughs> you because, you made sure of that because J.K. Rock <laughs> no, wasn't me. Man. Not on my I watch. nothing to do with it? <laughs> I'm they bad. had a website dedicated to. Uh, you could. It was a search engine where okay. you could put in your favorite streamer and see if they were playing the game or not. Just to see, like, oh, I need to go to their sure. Twitch stream. And, and, and like, there hey. were
2: there were a few Twitch streamers, prominent ones, that were getting harassed for playing the game.
0: And, I, and you know, I see that, and I, and I think like harassed. Was their Twitch stream just filled with people going, "Don't play this game"? <laughs> L L L L. Yeah, L. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes I'm, I sometimes I feel like my dad, old school. <laughs> Get just, over what, it. Harassment? What are we talking about? Here? Harassment? He's not an old Italian That
2: doesn't sound guy. anything no, like
0: your dad. He's an old west <laughs> Indian yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if he's ever used the word harassment. He doesn't know the word. <laughs> That's the title of his podcast. <laughs> yeah. Harassment? I don't know the I word. I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> Um, but it, it, no, but in, in all seriousness, it does suck for you know your livelihood is to play these games, especially sure. these new games, and for people who are like big Harry Potter fans, you know, I mean, I guess I shouldn't feel sorry for them. They're making millions of dollars to to play video games on on Twitch. I don't think I'm not one of these people that's like uh, harassment and like your privacy being violated and all these other. Consequences to being famous are warranted sure. solely because getting you are getting right. Yeah, I, I don't. I, you hear that argument all the time. Like, this is what you signed up for. And I'm just like, I'm no. like no. no, no, right,
1: no. Uh,
0: but at the same time, like, I don't know. Your Twitch stream, your your t- chat being filled with people who are like, "Don't play this game." Like, you knew the consequences. I think, right? I think I would hope you would. You know, I, I've seen other
2: you know streamers and online personalities saying specifically. I'm not playing this game because I know people are going to be upset about it. Like, my audience is not going to like the fact that I'm doing that. So, I'm choosing not to do that, at least publicly. Like, I'm not.
0: I think you have to stand on it one way or the other, man. Be 10 toes one way or the other. Do you like Harry Potter? Can you look past J.K. Rowling's statements? Then play the game. And don't let people, you know influence your decision one way or the other but if you have a if your moral compass is telling you that this is not the right thing to do then stand on that don't don't put it on like you know uh, I, I just don't want to face any kind of harassment or I've seen what happened to other people and I'm just not going to deal with it it's like listen stand on it bro that's I just want you to be you know don't be influenced by what these people like what because by the end of the lifespan of this game, we're not going to be talking about this. You know what I'm saying? Harry Potter fans will. Yeah. But the rest of us are not going to be talking about this.
1: The thing is, you know, there, there is this thing of being able to separate the art from the artist. Oh,
2: yeah. We talk about that. For which, plenty.
1: Yeah. you know, there, look, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, there's a lot of artists that we all love who've done some, some really deplorable things some really yeah. messed up things. Yeah. Some of them, they acknowledge that they were mistakes and have atoned for it and have made the efforts to atone for it. And others just don't give a shit. And, and I'm not saying it's a, a one-size-fit-all type of thing. I feel like case-by-case case you have to address that. Sure. For me, it's easier because I'm not a big Potter fan, so I'm, it's easier for me to disconnect from it. However, there are plenty of things I do love in, in, in comic books, and professional wrestling, where a lot of Ooh, buddy. Yeah, so there's a lot of <laughs> things in there where it's like, oh, wow, yeah, Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. Uh huh. Oh, a lot c- of like, separating
0: the art from the artist. And, and look,
1: I could still hate the guy, but appreciate little facets of this conglomerate of a company that he owned or owns because he's back in charge. But it's tough because you're not going to be able to please everybody in how no. you address these type of things. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of people who put a lot of work into this game who put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making it a reality. People who are passionate about this game, about this franchise, yeah. who are 100% against J.K. Rowling's opinions and thoughts sure. on, on that, on transphobia. And yeah. <clears throat> and it's tough for, you know, I imagine it's, just, it's how crushing it's got to be for them that this is a dream project to be a part of, and no one's talking about it. No right. one's talking yeah. about the quality of the game. They're too busy talking about the connection to, and that's, again, that's J.K. Rowling's fault for yeah. bringing this right. on her own property. And I didn't, I never saw any of the Fantastic Beasts movies, but
2: You don't have to.
1: I, I, that's what it sounded like to me. And I wasn't, you know, again, the Harry Potter films were fine for me, whatever, but this sounded like less, and it sounded like they had less of a plan of what to do. Yeah. And they were just like, movie by movie, like, uh, is this, and yeah, whatever. But like, I heard that that's kind of wrapping up early, both you know, the law of diminishing returns as far as success for those films were coming up, but as well with uh, J.K. Rowling not doing herself any favors for expanding and being welcoming into, you know, for someone who is so into the world of wizardry and being able to do anything with a flick of a wand to be like, well, I think... (laughs) It's just very... It's very... It's close-minded, it's silly as hell, but... Look, I I can't fathom for people... I can't fathom how difficult it must be for people who are fans of that and feel that immediate backlash from a creator of something that you would adore and love that right. much that right, i can't right. fathom how awful that must well, be
2: well and and then not to mention so much of the lgbtq community embraced harry potter because of it being about outsiders mm-hmm. and you know this fantastical world that's beyond the the normalcy of uh, and normal hate of mm-hmm. you know what we face in our real world yeah uh, unless then, you're
0: one of those goblins that has to be a slave until you get closed sure yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Toby won't play this game.
3: It's transphobic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: there's there's obviously some stuff in, in hindsight that was a little yeah, weird. There's, there's,
0: there's more troubling uh, stuff than just... Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. But, you know, at the time, obviously, it was... Uh, a lot of our generation grew up with it, like, along the, with the characters. Basically yeah. the same age as these characters were in the books um so it it has to be just absolutely crushing to to feel like you can't enjoy the thing that you loved for so many years that was like formulative
0: for yes, you absolutely yes, um yeah that that would that would uh i mean honestly man i've i've, I've had these things I, I i know i know how that feels like i know that i've made it a meme to be like fuck hulk hogan but like it, it the reason that it The reason that I rail on that so much and the reason that I have my foot on his neck for the rest of my life is because I feel so betrayed by a Mm -hmm. person that I looked up to, a Mm -hmm. person that I thought was like a shining example of like just just a guy. He just was a dude and he was a champion and he was a positive dude and he was like really smart. This is obviously all this. I had this glowing, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you say your
1: prayers, eat your vitamins. Yeah, and all that shit
0: where you're just like, this is a dude that just was like just wanted the best for people he wanted the best for kids he wanted the best for his family and then you hear the heinous things that he said about my people and it felt like a betrayal it wasn't just that he was saying these heinous things it was that i felt betrayed i felt like this how could you do this to me Mm -hmm. you know i took it personally Personally, and and and, and i still do so fuck hulk hogan (laughs) yeah fuck hulk hogan (laughs)
1: terry balea if you're watching this fuck you fuck you (laughs) piece of shit
0: and so I, I, I get where, you know, the LGBT plus community and, 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 and the trans community, where how they look at it is like, this is, I felt included and now True. I feel, you know, kicked out and not included yeah. and, and discluded, yeah. like it just sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. To add on to what you were mentioning about the, the stuff with Hogan, because again, look, there are times people make mistakes, there are times people say the wrong thing or, you know, it, you know oh, that was 10, 20 years ago. I was a different person, I I made a mistake, I've grown from it, you know, there's a difference if you acknowledge that you've made mistakes, right. but like the stuff with Hogan is, I remember seeing that they had a backstage meeting with people at, at a Raw, mm-hmm. where it, he merely apologized for it coming out, yeah. not for the statements themselves, yeah. and I'm like, that's, <laughs>
3: yeah. you
1: know, I was like trying to tell your partner, like, well, I'm sorry you found out I was cheating, I right. feel bad about that you found out, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you, you shouldn't should be, have known yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm you sure. weren't meant to know that. I apologize for that. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's not the point. Like, this is not a good apology. Right. Like, you're not right. appropriately addressing what the issues are here. Right. Um, and that's a that's why, as you said, I'm like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. yes, he's a, he is a pivotal piece of wrestling history. He is incredibly popular for the era he was in, the in you know, Hulkamania in the 80s was a huge deal. His mm-hmm. resurgence with, in WCW with the NWO was a huge deal. Like, he... He evolved with the industry for a long time. However, you know you have to call a spade a spade here and acknowledge now what you oh, he'll do call know.
3: Call a spade a spade. <laughs> he'll call some other stuff too. He doesn't. Him. He doesn't.
1: He doesn't like those black ones though. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's that's unfortunate. It's like that's just the reality. And now, as you said, you know, fuck that guy. And mm. I can, you know, there is like I said, there is a difference between separating the art from the artist. But when it's something like that, it's like. So you you now understand how embedded it is in that person that it, it unfortunately it's that severe that it just takes you out of being able to enjoy anything right mm. that has that they're a part of. right and, sure.
0: and to that point, J.K. Rowling is a person who is not even she doesn't think that there's anything wrong with the things yeah. that she so, said. To, so it's not there's to, no apology. No, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just uh, the opposite of that. She right.
2: she has continued she has doubled and tripled down on exactly how yeah. she feels about that. absolutely. Right. Exactly. So th- so there are a lot of people even though. You know, as we stated before, there are a lot of people who worked on this game that, you know, they they are trying to make their own, you know, uh, sort of statement on the world within it. Right. Yeah. It's their own now. You know, it, we, we've seen this go from uh, her, J.K. Rowling's vision to something else. And that that's ingrained within Harry Potter, with the Potterverse and the, uh, you know, the online resources that people have had to make their mm-hmm. own, like, stories within the Potterverse. Mm-hmm. This is now, like, that, you know, with a budget, essentially. Right. You know, in in a video game form. The people who are working on this game had to have been fans, you know, to make it work. Yeah. So, it's tragic, on one hand, to see that they put in all this work to try to make it something that distances, distances itself from J.K. Rowling. But, ultimately she's still making money off of it right so that leads a lot of people to go well I can't in good conscience put money towards this knowing where that money's going right because it will inevitably fund somebody that you know it puts money toward puts a large por- portion of her her fortune towards you know anti-trans uh, I, uh, rhetoric rhetoric
3: yeah
1: I, I think in that in, uh, it's a hundred percent understandable as well like how difficult that must be as well for people to want to invest in something they love Mm -hmm. and knowing it goes to something, you know, in moments like that. And I, you know, maybe, and I I haven't read up on anybody doing this, but I I imagine if I were that passionate of a fan and I was also that angry about, you know, if I wanted to play this game, I've waited my whole adult life to play this game, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I can, any semblance of taking back power in like creating my character to be exactly what I want it to be, something that, jk rowling would hate
3: mm-hmm. but
1: in this potterverse they are the hero of this universe and this world and you know in, in an effort you know making your own fan fiction creating your own version of it of your own uh, element of this hogwarts legacy and sure. and making it your own and yep. taking it away from and at the same token as well you know in investing and mm. and donating to um hey, Oh, the camera just died? It's okay. we It's okay. okay well, we're still, it's you know, you could still invest, you know, your money in donations towards, you know, awareness or, or or companies, not companies, but like charities that help LGBT community that like something that JK Rowling would have nothing to do sure. with. Yeah, yeah. You can do your part in that regard. Because I, yes, yeah. take, you know, again, and I'm not saying you have to stop. You can't like, it's not like the game actively prom- or the franchise actively promotes transphobia sure yeah, yeah it's just unfortunate that that's how that creator feels and that's a, it's a shitty it's a shitty notion but I, I don't again it's it's shades of gray because I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair to immediately be like you're you're supporting you're promoting transphobia no, by, no, like that's not. an unfortunate backlash that a lot of people you know there are probably some gamers out there who have no clue about what she has said because they're just like oh it's a new game oh Harry Potter that seems fun and <laughs> oh, yeah. are clueless and right. then they find out well after the well, fact
2: well and again like we said before, the internet is so based on these these absolute extremes. Yeah. That of course there are people on the other side of this that who are transphobes that are saying, "Oh, I'm buying five copies because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Just wanna, okay. I just want to I just want to stick it to the woke." Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So like you know then people who are are legitimately concerned about uh, giving money to J.K. Rowling see that and go, "You see, that's what they're all doing. That's how they all feel." And it's like no it's not that it's yeah. it's really not that. And especially because I've seen some streamers saying like, "Hey, I was planning on streaming this and giving the money I get on this stream to uh, trans rights right. activists." And they're they they canceled it because they don't want the backlash of even doing it in the first place yeah. because people are getting all up in arms just, and upset about it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know what's got to happen? You have to uh promote to the state of Florida that the Harry Potter books promote transphobia so that they immediately will ban it from libraries yes. so that they could yank them from yes them. <laughs> exactly they tried to do that for like witchcraft way back <laughs> they when did. they came out so they like did do yes. it again now but just to stick it to jk rowling oh man No oh, yeah no uh
0: uh desantis and the rest of the government they'd be like no 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 no, no. she is a shining example <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
3: know. laughs> she's, right.
0: a, she's a good witch i don't think yeah I don't think we're going to solve it today. No. But I think... uh, I think we might. Let's keep going. (laughs) We've got another two hours. (laughs) All right. Um, I think we should get into an uplifting, a positive, a upswing, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, It's now time for the cheers of the week. The show's not over. (laughs) <laughs> okay. We got to do the cheers of the week, okay? We got to we got to end this on on a positive note, all right? Uh and Dina, I want to start with you if you you yeah. got you, you got something. Yeah. All right. Um, Dennis.
1: You know, I I won't go into the, my personal life right now, but I will say that something that has been something that has helped keep my head above water um, you know, in times that have been difficult in the last few months, but something that has been incredibly uplifting and and encouraging for me has been um, I had two things I wanted to kind of talk about here so I'm going to kind of put them in together but one has been therapy therapies I've been doing it now like 10 months Mm -hmm. and that has been transformative for how I see myself how I see my family how I see my (coughs) my decisions my thoughts how they impact me and how I can better communicate to myself and communicate to others. That has been transformative for me to better and fulfill, to just live a better, more thoughtful, authentic life. Mm. Um, and to not be scared to acknowledge feelings you're having because maybe they aren't as serious as they think they are. And and if they are, you it's the opportunity to address those in a healthy, safe environment and you know sometimes you feel like you can't you know we all have best friends that we share stuff with but you know there comes a limit to what you would delve into let alone the level of information you'd share and to be fair to your friend they also may not know the best way to help you sure right. so that has been a transformative positive thing for me and to coincide with that I've been doing yoga off and on for a decade but for the last like two years, it's been pretty serious that I've done it now, like about five days a week, m- most often, more often than not. And in therapy, it's helped me translate some of the tools that I have learned through yoga to apply to my everyday life, which has only helped me live a more fulfilling life. And as we have joked about earlier, you know, being able to let it go when yeah. things really annoy me on a, on a whether it be a film franchise or. Something with wrestling or w- anything in media or life. You know, understanding what's worth giving my attention to, what's worth getting upset about, and mm-hmm. what's like, uh, well, it sucks. But I also know that I can't give this much energy to that because I, it takes away from being able to give it to my family and friends mm-hmm. who deserve that energy from me. Right. Um, so, you know, both of those have been transformative for me in the last you know if you want to say the last year it's been incredibly transformative and it's something that I look forward to continue to grow on and expand on to make me a better Brian going forward like you know we all make mistakes we all make we all have hiccups but you know being able to learn from it and know better you can do better and that has helped me be in a much healthier place as an individual which makes me more excited to live life and more excited to Watch film, dig deeper in gaming, dig deeper in my own life, try to live a more fulfilling life, whatever that means to me, yeah. and mm-hmm. sharing that love and joy forward to other people. Uh, that's my cheers of the week cheers. here. You're here. Cheers. Good stuff. Thank you.
0: Beautiful.
2: <clears throat> yes, we're big proponents of therapy. and uh, Yes. Maybe yoga. We're all, we're, all, I, we're all
0: therapy men on this podcast. We are. Yeah. Uh, I've tried yoga Certified. before, and it's it's awesome. It's, it's great. It's so much harder than people give it credit for. It's so much <laughs> harder. Yeah. I went to a hot yoga class. I love hot yoga. just got destroyed. Yeah, you got
3: you to
1: gotta build to that. That's uh, that's something you need to be a little comfortable with and hydrated a yeah. couple days prior because yeah. you just sweat buckets just in that sweat. hour. And I was
0: like, everybody's stanking here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a reality of it,
1: unfortunately.
0: Alright, uh, Obi. what's your cheers? Uh,
2: my cheers of the week is axe throwing.
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> listen. I knew that yours and eyes were going to be, like, deeply unserious. And uh, I was thinking about it as Zandina was going.
1: Going, going deeper.
2: Listen, my heart mass- was dropping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the last time the last time this oh. happened, we had we actually had uh, Steve another friend of the show we had him on and he he cheers and he did something silly I can't remember what it was and then my cheers was about my dead dog so <laughs> <laughs> that's true <Yeah. laughs> think, oh, oh. really you know so it's, oh. that's how it goes sometimes it, it, and, it, and yeah you yeah. know it's it, it's about uh uh celebrating something positive in your Absolutely. life or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know
2: as serious or unserious as you, yeah. big or small, absolutely exactly, yes. celebrating
1: those victories. Right. Yes. Uh,
2: so yes, let me get into axe throwing, man, please. Uh, so Sherry, my girlfriend, and I, uh, for our anniversary, we decided to try axe throwing for the mm. first time. We went to this place on University. If you're a local, uh, called Rockstar Axe Throwing. They were phenomenal. Um, Shout out to Rockstar Axe. throwing Rockstar Axe Throwing. Uh, we we did the package where you can get. Hatchets and knives. Ooh. <laughs> so
0: that's actually pretty fun. Cool. It
2: was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. You know, I I'm so glad that we decided to do that instead of bowling, because originally we were thinking of doing bowling. Yeah. Bowling's great. Still love bowling. But this was like so different but the same vibe, you know? Yeah. Um and it was it was just really fun to try something different. Uh, that uh, neither of us had, had ever done before and ended up, by the end of it, being really good at it. That's great. So nice. I highly recommend it. If you've never tried before, don't be intimidated. Um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Be safe. <laughs> Wear closed-toed shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is it is fun. And you know what? I guess if we want to get a little bit deeper on it, try something new. How about that?
0: There you go. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. <coughs> me.
2: Oh wow! Getting choked up already. Yeah, I
0: was, I was trying something new, man. All right, my, my cheers of the week is going to um, uh, my love that I just realized about myself for like these broken, weird characters on these TV shows. Say, like for example, House. Or okay, yeah. you know, like the Mentalist, mm-hmm. or I started watching Will Trent, which is a new show that's on like ABC Trent. or NBC. So like these, oh weird right,
2: right, the uh, the detective guy, yes, right? with the dog.
0: So his his big thing, which is gonna is serious. It's a serious issue, but he's, it's not. He's as, objectively hot. He's, I've seen the commercials. Hey, that's yeah. He is yes. She says that, and uh, yeah, their relationship, but. So, whereas someone like uh, Doctor House is an opioid addict, sure, yeah. <laughs> Will Trent is dyslexic, okay, and that's his big thing.
2: That's it. He can't read. Does that affect oh, his detective skills? You would think that he sees clues backwards. No,
0: dyslexia, very serious condition. Sure, and he is dyslexic to the point of illiteracy. Ah, uh, oh, wow. and so he has uh, uh, discovered new ways to basically see the world. Uh, And 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 it's made him a better detective for it, but it also has obviously made him like you know he's got this backstory of being from a a foster home. He was abused as a kid. I mean, they really fucking go. You know, it's a lot of backstory on this guy. Yeah, like he's been you know he's had the shit kicked out of him. He's dyslexic. It's like uh, what's that movie? Um, Oh fuck, Precious. Remember Precious? I was going to say Precious, but I thought that (laughs) couldn't possibly be the answer. (laughs) No, but seriously, man, they're like, let's let's just just um, inject all the world's ills on what this if one. Precious
2: eye. was a detective. <laughs> Give her a batch and detective a gun. Precious. You've been given
1: 22 episodes.
0: <laughs> she ain't gonna last that
3: long. Oh, oh, man. oh, she had
0: AIDS, dog. She had spoilers. AIDS. I <laughs>
1: haven't seen it
3: yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. but that's the end of this movie. the it's not a ah, movie. The
2: precious cinematic universe. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I got some jokes. But it's gonna get way better. Uh, we anyway, all gotta go.
1: We'll there. wait for after the mic. This is the Will, Cheers of the week. Will
0: Trent? <laughs> I I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? Like these these network TV shows kind of fucking suck, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But this yep. show, yo, not for nothing, it's pretty fucking good. Okay. Like the acting is really good. The the you know there's still like some fantastical situations that they get into where you're like, that would never happen in a real, <laughs> like no one would react that way. That's weird. But. Uh, As far as that goes, I mean, I think they're only five episodes deep. Already better than any fucking NCIS or or, or like these, you know, daytime detective or cop shows that I've seen in the past. Procedural. Yeah. It's it's really good. And I realized about myself that like those are... Psych is one of my favorite TV shows. Right. The Mentalist is one of my favorite TV shows. House is like a top three show for me. I've realized like I i'm I'm drawn to these, right. and they know it, you know yeah. these writers these, these broken men they know it they know that that's what people are interested in that sure. shit, Like kind of right. shitty, broken dudes who are also geniuses. Yeah. everybody wishes that they were like you know kind of dark and moody and mm-hmm. also a fucking genius yeah and of course it's a it's just a it's a it's a trope, it's a fun trope, and it's something that I've seen a thousand times and for some reason I can watch it a thousand times more oh, so
1: absolutely well, Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers,
3: gentlemen.
0: All right. I think we got it, but the only way to know that we've got it is if Adam says we got it. Do you
2: think we got it? Well, we got one more thing to get.
0: Oh, shit. See? This is why I talk to you. This is why I ask you before we can leave.
2: And that's the beer review. You also forgot one other thing, my friend, which is me talking about the beer at the top of the show. I
0: remembered forgetting. Now... I didn't that's, want to bring it up because I already. That's better felt than
3: forgetting, forgetting. I
0: already felt so shitty about that intro that I didn't want to also <laughs> be like, you know what? I also forgot to throw to you for the intro. Well, Andy knows
2: was going, so I didn't want to interrupt. Exactly. So <laughs> a believe me. The bit. Believe yeah.
0: me. I was sit I thought I was sitting. That's fine. Going. It's I didn't fine. Even throw to Adam for the look. Look. The look. Intro. There's
2: not even. A, there's not even a cold read on the can. So I'll just give you this from their uh, the Sideward Brewing official Instagram. This is the Bonide. It's a Czech dark lager. Crisp hint of roast with that signature Czech bitterness. Great for crushing with a few gam gam this weekend. 5.5% ABV.
0: There you go. All right. You remember the
2: scale? I do not.
0: Okay. So we do uh, six out of six bottle caps. Okay. So one through six. I would say. It
2: makes no mathematical sense. Nope. Don't try to make it. One right. through
0: three. Three-ish would be your normal domestic beers. Like, you know, every, every everything that you've had before. Right. Uh, something that you, that you decently enjoy but wouldn't recommend. Three and a half. Four is something that, like, we're here. We're on the show. We're having it. It tastes good. But would you seek it out? Probably not. Anything above, say, a four and a half. And into that six range, obviously, it's going to be a tremendous beer. Six out of six is something that you need to have. It's a favorite. Anytime you see it, you get For it. Sure. It's a perfect beer. You can't think of anything better.
1: So, um, Well, I'll, I'll I'll lead because of the explanation there. I'm not typically a dark lager kind of guy, but I, I have enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've actually had more than I expected to have. I ended up having now my whole one and a little extra that we had to that extra can. Sure. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it four out of six bottle caps.
3: Okay. There you go.
2: Yes, four out of six. Obi? I am going to give it a four and a half. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I think it it hits the notes that it's asking us to get. I like the roastedness of it. I enjoy a bitter beer, so this is helping with that as well. It's not too sweet, um, which I I, I enjoy. I, I think if I were to see this out somewhere randomly... Would I get it? Maybe. Depends on my mood. Mm. But it is light enough to be able to crush. I like it. Mm. I wouldn't say I love it, but I like it a lot. Love
0: it. Okay. Yeah. So a four, a four and a half. Ah. I'm going to just round it out and give it a five. Okay. Because this is actually kind of like right up my alley. A dark lager is literally, I mean, now they can't see it, but you know, lager, lager, lager. It's, sure. a, it's, it's, it's exactly what I want. Like a multi... Bitter, you know, not too sweet, kind of bready, dark lager. I think it's, I think it's great. So I'm gonna give it a five. Nice. All right. Anyways.
1: Well, thank you guys for having me on. This has been great to be a part of again. And um, you know, I hope to do this again in nine years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll come back. We'll just, we'll just keep doing <laughs> every nine years. <laughs> Only bring me back every nine years. Well,
0: thank you for being on the show, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, when. Adam told me you were in town. I was like, oh, perfect. We got to get him back yeah. on the show. So I'm glad this that this great. all came together organically. Um, so, yeah, just thanks.
1: Oh, thank you. Indeed. It's been great. Thank you, guys. All right. This
0: has been the One Baron Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa. For Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. And for Brian Andino. Thank you very much. We got to get into these cookies. I know they're, mm. they're <laughs> crazy banana delicious
1: have you not had anything yet
2: wow that's do you not see the saliva <laughs> it's
0: just like Pavlov's <laughs> colors. well thank you guys for listening drink delicious beer mm-hmm. enjoy some crumbled cookies and have a beautiful evening we love you
1: bye everybody bye bye yeah.